Well, good evening and welcome to our midweek service here at Mountain Avenue Baptist Church. Great to have you join us at this time. Thankful to God that He's in control of all things and many, many, many needs in our church, our school, our community, our country, around the world. But thankful that God is bigger than any problem that we have and can deal with any issue that comes along personally, publicly, and professionally in our lives. And so thank you again for joining us tonight. Um, we're thankful for our missions conference, thankful for the work Brother Mike has done, putting together things with our missionaries uh, online or through Zoom. And we're just thankful that we could do that and we could meet these missionaries and know that, uh, that God has a plan that we'll be able to support them. Tonight we're gonna hear from the Spillmans, the, Brother Spillman is going to answer some questions from, from Mike. And just before he does, uh, uh, before we have that question and answer time online here, I want to just uh, have a word of prayer, be praying for Lois. We had uh, Charlie's grave, graveside service today. And just thankful for his love for his family, love for the Lord, and love for our country. Served our country well sacrificed much and uh, just thankful for him always moving to be at the Arlington Cemetery uh, where the military folks are buried and uh, 21 gun salute today the playing of taps the presenting of the flag and just a very special time and thankful for again for Charlie for Lois and their families and uh, thankful for all you church folks that helped out uh, for the luncheon for them uh, for their families on Saturday I'm sure it meant a lot to them, and I appreciate so much the, the heart of the people of Mountain Avenue in assisting uh, in so many different ways. And so thank you, and God bless you, and we just look to the Lord uh, for his guidance, his strength, and his help. Be praying for Gracie Johnson as she has the coronavirus, and just pray for her. Um, I'm not sure about Earl, whether he has actually tested positive, but... They're home, they're together, so pray for them as they uh, go through this time, their daughter Leslie, and just thankful for this, this wonderful family that serves the Lord here in this place. And then others of our, our uh, school family, one of the kids um, in the fifth grade's grandpa passed away, and pray for this family here as they, as they grieve and as they go through this time of difficulty. Um, we're just uh, thankful to the Lord that we can seek Him, know Him, and, and uh, bring our petitions to Him. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, that we can join our hearts together uh, online here. And Lord, uh, we can come to, before you, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for watching over so many of our people during this time of the pandemic and helping folks make it through uh, dealing with the coronavirus. We do pray for this uh, one family from our school, the grandpa who passed away. We pray, Lord, that you'll just bring comfort to this dear family and thank you for your love and thank you for the strength that you give to us at times of grief and need. So we look to you, God. Again, we thank you for loving us. We look to you now. Um, continue to be with Gracie and Earl, Leslie. Bless them at this time. 
Uh, we thank you for them. And Lord, just uh, bless our, our church, the ministries here, all of our missionaries, uh, the Spillmans, as, they, as Brother Spillman uh, answers questions tonight. We thank you, God, uh, for the call upon his life and his wife and, uh, God, just their love for you and willingness to go, go back to the field where he grew up. And so, Lord, bless uh, this evening, bless the, the interview time now and the message to follow in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Enjoy the video at this time. Hey, tonight we are here with our missionaries, uh, the Spillmans, and JJ has joined us here. And we have a few questions. First off, JJ, let me just say thank you for being a part of our missions conference virtually. And thank you for being flexible and just uh, being able to send those videos in. We certainly enjoyed your videos from Sunday. And uh, yeah, just thank you. Thank you for being a part of the conference, sir. Praise the Lord. Thank you for having us. My wife are excited that we got to do this. This is the first time for us doing something virtual like this, and we really enjoyed it. It's first for us as well. So we're going through it together. But, uh, but yeah, go. thank you again. And, and we just got a few questions we'd like to uh, just ask you. And I know even from just your video, growing up on the mission field and growing up, um, well, I guess one question as far as how close where you're going now, will it be to where you grew up at? Okay. Uh, well, it won't be that close at all. Um, it'll be the same country. And uh, for us, as far as the states, it'd be like across the state for some of our bigger ones. Ukraine's about the size of Texas. So you figure one end to the other um, is kind of where we'd be moving from. Uh, we're moving from the southern portion of the country to the northern portion okay. um, and the northeastern portion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And then maybe just what was it like growing up on the mission field? Uh, growing up on the mission field, um, I get this. I get asked this a lot, and for me as a kid, it, it's all you know, yeah. so it feels normal, right? Yeah. Um, but over there, uh, you you things are things are different when you come back to the states. Uh, you don't uh, fit in exactly uh, because you have a perspective that's a little bit bigger than theirs. You know, when when everybody's ten, how many have seen a different country, let alone live there for any any period of time? And so for me, I always kind of counted it like a privilege. And I always looked at Ukraine as kind of my home. And when we came to the States, it was, it wasn't necessarily coming back home. It was a visiting. Uh, That's when I get to see my grandparents, just when I see family, we see our churches. Uh, but when we go back to Ukraine, it's going home. It's going back to my friends. And that's kind of the way I, I looked at it growing up. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, some questions that some of our kids had for you. Mm -hmm. And that is, what was, what is school like? in Ukraine, like as far as schedule, like what, what, what do you remember from your time there? Okay. So uh, for me, I was homeschooled. Okay. And so we, we started in the morning, uh, right at nine, mom had us in, you know, dressed polos, that sort of thing. She was very organized with it. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the public schools over there, they will start school generally between six and seven. Oh, wow. and they'll start very, start very early and they will stay at school till probably three or four uh, in the afternoon. And uh, very, very busy. Uh, they, they'd like to have the schools in your neighborhood. So most of the time you're walking to school, people don't generally uh, drive uh, to school. Um, if you do, you might take the public transport by yourself. Um, so you, you're thinking, okay, maybe 11, 12, 13 year olds riding the buses uh, through the city by themselves, which is, you know, uh, on one part, it's really scary, but also it's a neat opportunity to show responsibility that way. Uh, when you're just doing it every day and you're kind of used to it and they have a very good public transportation system over there, um, you would only go to school till 11th grade. 
at the most. Ukraine has two options. You can go from first grade to ninth grade. And then if you get out, then you can go into a trade school of sorts um, to learn like carpentry or construction, that sort of thing. Um, but if you wanna go through till 11th grade, then you can attend a university, get a higher degree, maybe something in, in the field of medicine, uh, veteran, uh, veterinarian and that sort of thing. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, what what do they do for fun over there? What were the kids? What do they enjoy doing, spending their time? Uh, a lot of times, uh, it, it depends on what age you're at. Younger, uh, from I'd say twelve down, uh, it's it's always outside playing with your friends. What we call our dvor, uh, which would be the courtyard, because uh, the way that the, we have a ton of apartment buildings there in Odessa. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they'll generally set two, three next to each other, kind of create a little courtyard in the inside. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they will have a park that's for those folks from that apartment. And so you'd have so many kids from this apartment playing in this park and there'd be tons of parks all around. Uh, we would love to play soccer as we got older and uh, they're starting to get malls a little bit now. And so it'd be the thing to go shopping, go take a look at that sort of thing. Um, so a lot of a lot of outdoor activity that way. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, uh, let's say, I, hopefully someday we're able to take a missions trip and go see you mm-hmm. in the Ukraine there and different things. But if when we're there, what would be the one food that you would want everybody to try? Is there one thing that, that you really liked when you were there that you would recommend? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's, it's called shashlik and it's the Ukrainian version of shish kebab. Okay. And they do it with pork. They have their own marinade uh, for it. That, that's their traditional Ukrainian one. And it tastes out of this world. It tastes wonderful. And you can go cooking just about anywhere there uh, that they have these forests and parks. Uh, we would go many times with my family, a church family. We'd go and we'd take a coal uh, grill or something like that and, and cook over that with the, with the shish kebab, the shashlik. And we'd eat that. And it was, it was out of this world. That sounds good. That sounds and that good. my favorite thing. <laughs> you know, and then I, I know in your video, you were mentioning that your, the prayer is, the plan is by January of next year, so a year from now, that mm-hmm. you guys will be heading over to the Ukraine. And maybe just give us an idea of, of what this year looks like for you and how we can pray for you guys as you prepare to uh, to go over there. Okay. Um, right now, we are very close to about 30% of our support. And so that's been a huge answer to prayer. And uh, if our numbers kind of follow the same, say 30% for six months, um, the next next two, uh, two uh, periods, next two uh, half years are a really big deal. And uh, so right now we've got a pretty good schedule uh, from February going through till June. And I've got some parts in my schedule through June. In fact, we heard about another conference that they want to have us in for. And we're just praying the Lord will provide the rest of the meetings so that we can be in about, I want to hit over 100 churches this year. And uh, so far, we're on the low end of it just because January gets started after New Year and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just that we'd have more meetings, um, that June would be open for us. We want to take a survey trip uh, for my wife to be over there for the first time in June. Mm -hmm. And so that'll be happening in the last half of June so that we can uh, so that Ukraine is open for it, uh, that we can go over there. We don't need a visa to go over there for a certain amount of time. Uh, there'd be no problems with that. And so as long as we get our passport in time, we'd be good to go if the country's open. And so that's one of our big prayer requests that, uh, for this year as well. Okay. Well, we will certainly be praying for you. And again, thank you so much for you being a part of it. 
and for Allison and uh, you, thank you for a lot to us that you would be a part of this conference and we'll be praying for you and uh, we were praying that we'll be able to take you guys on for support moving forward in the future so thank you for, for being part of the conference and for answering some questions for us today sir yes sir thank you thank you folks god bless wow what a great uh what a great time what a, i appreciate so much brother mike putting that together and came up with that idea and just uh it's been great to be able to uh be able to meet the missionaries and see them ask some questions and get uh, get some responses and so so we can pray for them as they move forward uh, in their lives and we look forward to by god's grace uh, bringing these on um, uh, as our missionaries and being a part of the missions ministry here at mountain avenue baptist as we begin don't forget uh, your faith promise card and uh, faith promise what is that it's a, it's a gift over and above our tithe to god for missions the heart of our savior uh, is missions the heart of god is missions i'm thankful that the church that i got saved in rochester hills baptist church um, has a heart for missions by the way i'm going to be speaking there in 2022 at their missions conference the church that I got saved um, back in uh, 1972. I'm going to be preaching there for their missions conference in 2022 in November. So I'm excited about that. I love missions. I love, I love by the grace of God's souls. I love to see people saved. I love to see people grow in the Lord. I'm telling you, the life in Jesus Christ is unbelievable. It's inconceivable. The world changes. Things change. We change. We get, we get, we're younger than we're middle-aged and we're a little older. We get a little weaker. But in the Lord, we get stronger. We're coming closer. We're getting closer to the victory. You know, Charlie, Charlie Knox had, has had victory. He's with Jesus uh, forever and ever. And we'll see, we'll see Jesus and we'll see Charlie again one day. And those that have gone before, I'll see Becky again one day. And uh, everybody that has somebody special, you'll get to see them again. Until then, by the grace of God, we're here on, on this earth in Banning, California, on a divine mission from God. And uh, the Bible says again, And ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem, if we show it on the map, you know, Jerusalem is just the city, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. And so we're on a mission to get the gospel out, to tell people about God's love, to share with them how God wants to bless them and help them, take care of them. And so we do that through the ministry here, through our tithes and our offerings here. We have a bus ministry. We have a Sunday school ministry. Uh, we have children's church ministries. Uh, we have a choir ministry. We have a nursery ministry. We have a greeting ministry. We have places for people to serve. We have people that work on the maintenance on the church, keeping the church clean. And, uh, and we just are thankful for each one. Um, our Christian day school, uh, we've mentioned it many, many times. Every day on this property, there's the Bible's being taught. Monday, uh, Sunday through, through Friday, the Word of God's being taught to young people. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for the Bible. And so missions is an extension of this church. The 65 plus missionaries or mission agencies that we support, 
they take the gospel. And so we're being obedient to the scriptures when we send monies, when we support missionaries and help them as they go to the field and answer the call of God upon their life. And so we'll be receiving these, these cards on the first Sunday in February. I believe that's February 7th as the first Sunday in February. And uh, so um, we'll be getting the cards out this week and then you'll be able to turn your Faith Promise card in this Sunday and then we'll do our final tally on February the 7th. And we just look forward to that. Look forward to seeing what God has. Look forward to, uh, to challenging God with our giving. We give it by faith. We make a commitment to give to missions by faith. As God provides, we give. And I'm just so thankful that God allows us to be a part of what He's doing and uses us to be a witness here and to be a witness afar through our missionaries. So be praying for these and the Lanes, the Spillmans, and we just look forward to seeing what God has for us as we move forward with this Faith Promise Conference. And uh, don't forget to be praying about what God would have you do. Take your Bibles this evening and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The Apostle Paul writing here under the church at Corinth. And uh, the church of Corinth uh, had many problems. It was a problem church. There were divisions in the church. There was some sin that was being tolerated. Um, there was some false doctrine that was being taught. And, uh, and so it was, it was a challenged church. What Paul is writing here as he gets towards the end of the first epistle or the first letter, um, first, uh, first Corinthians chapter 15, he's writing and he's defending the faith. He's defending the gospel. Uh, in verse 12 of our text of 1 Corinthians 15, there were some at Corinth that were denying the reality of the resurrection. They were saying there was no resurrection. Well, without the resurrection, there's no salvation. There's no redemption. You know, Jesus is alive. Because He lives, we live. The Bible says, Now if Christ be preached that He rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? And so, um, Paul is challenging them. You know, you say uh, that you believe, but you don't believe in the resurrection. So, without the resurrection, there's no salvation. And so, we see here that uh, Paul is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And uh, in chapter 15 and verse 58, the Bible says this, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So as we begin this message, as I think about missionaries, as I think about the message of hope, you see, we have a message of hope. We have the word of God. We've learned it. We study it together. We preach it. We hear messages on the scriptures, from the scriptures, about salvation, about dedication, about sanctification, 
um, about the resurrection, about all of these things. We hear that from the Bible. Well, our missionaries take this message of hope around the world. You see, the world deserves to hear the message of hope. And so I'm so thankful that we can support missionaries that I can give and you can give. And we can pool our money in the Faith Promise Missions budget and send missionaries out around the world delivering this message of hope to the lost, but specifically to the believers. The believers have to be encouraged. You see, the believers make up those that are the witnesses. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. Well, they was, he's talking to the disciples. He's talking to those that were taking the charge. By the way, the message of hope is good for the missionary. It's good for the missionary. Um, missionaries need to be encouraged. Missionaries need to be uplifted. Missionaries need to hear a message from God. And so we send the missionary, they study the word of God, and they deliver it. They're delivering it. Do you know that when you deliver a message of hope, you're encouraged? When you're sharing with somebody else some scripture about faith, about encouragement, about uh, hope, about peace... You see, it's coming through your mind, through your heart, and out, out of your mouth. And so really, to be encouraged, I believe the way God wants you to be encouraged, you've got to be an encourager. I'm most encouraged when I'm encouraging people. I'm most encouraged when I'm telling my kids, hey, God's going to take care of it. God'll, God's going to guide you. God's going to help you. Why is that? Because it, it's touching my life. That courage comes from Jesus. The courage to proclaim this hope comes from God. And so the message of hope encourages the missionary and it encourages the hearer. So when we think about the message of hope, this portion here is to the believers. It's to believers. What's it say here? Therefore, my beloved brethren... My beloved brethren, he's talking about brothers and sisters in Christ, those that have been born again. You see, the born again people are the people of hope. We have the hope. We have a sure hope. We went to the cemetery today and we committed Charlie's body to the ground. But Charlie left this earth on January 6th to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. And so we committed that body to, be, to the ground to be resurrected one day. But that hope is sure. That peace is sure. We sorrow not as others that have no hope. And so thankful for the hope and the believers that have this great faith by the grace of God when we're saved. If you look back at chapter 15 and verse number 10, Look what Paul writes in verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. That's the grace of God. Paul says, it's the grace of God. By the grace of God, I'm saved. In church, it's by the grace of God that we're here. It's by the grace of God you're listening tonight. 
via the, the live stream. It's by the grace of God we pray for our food and we have a relationship with God and we know and believe that God is in control and that God meets every need and that God, listen, the great hope is that is, is simply this, we can't figure everything out, but we know God can. So we can look to Him. By His grace, we're part of His family. By grace, we're part of His plan. He delivered us by grace. By grace are you saved through faith. It's the gift of God. We look at Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. The Bible says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So we were at one, at one time we were dead in our sins. We trespassed in our sins. Where in time past you walked according to, to the, the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And so there was a time when we walked according to the course of the world. But God, but God saved me at age 15. Whenever you got saved, you were saved and born again. By the way, I, that's why I love to see children saved. We have, 12, we have 10 grandchildren, and several of them have come to Christ as children in our school. I remember Donna Raymond, our teacher years ago, and she gets so excited. Every time one of her kindergartners accepted Christ, she'd bring him to my office. She'd bring the student down to my office and she'd say, tell, tell them what, what, what happened. Tell the pastor what happened to you. You see, children can get saved and they, can, they, they, they don't walk according to the course of this world very long. They're born again. They're not, they'll never get into drugs. They'll never get into alcohol. They'll never get into the wrong crowd. They get saved early. Parents have them hanging out with the right crowd. They got a better shot of walking with God, and so thankful. The Bible says again, among whom also we all had our conversation, our lifestyles in times past, in the lust of the flesh, of fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Listen, by the way, we're to have, we're to have, uh, we're to have uh, you know, patience with people and love for people. Again, it's by the grace of God that you and I are born again. We're born into the family of God. And we don't have a desire to go do things, a lot of these lust of the flesh, the drinking and the partying and all that. We don't, it's, we don't desire it. Listen, I don't want to be at the bar tonight. I don't. I'm, I, don't I don't miss that. I'm here in church. I'm glad I'm here. And so there's so many desires of the flesh and of the mind, and, and by nature, children of wrath, even as others. So we've been saved. We've been changed. The Bible says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins. So church, even though we were dead in sins, He hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And so... God, God has quickened us. What does that mean? He made us alive through Jesus and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's amazing. The Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace 
So here we are in Banning, California. We took time to pray. But you know, somebody might be watching this live stream back east. Somebody may be, a missionary may be watching in another country. I'm talking about live. I'm not sure that happens, but it could. And when we pray, we come boldly before the throne of grace. So somebody that's watching in Michigan goes to the throne of grace. Somebody watching from California. And we meet together in heavenly places. You see, we were made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And in so many ways, we're, you're reading your Bible, you're on a Bible reading program, somebody else is reading their Bible, you're on the same page. You ever heard that, that term, hey, we're on the same page? Why is it that so many people that come into our church that are, new, that are believers, they've been saved for a while, and you feel like you've known them a long time? Why is that? They've been walking on the same page. We've been meeting in heavenly places for some time. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, we find that, that long lost brother that we, don't, we didn't know we had. He's a Christian. Now, sometimes that happens physically, and that's unusual. But, but for us, we see, we meet brothers and sisters in Christ. And it's just a wonderful thing. Hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Man, how wonderful to be delivered, to be loved, to be cared for through Jesus Christ, our Savior. For by grace are ye saved through faith. You see, nothing I can do can save me. I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm saved because of what Jesus did. And you're saved because of what Jesus did. Not, by, not of works, the Bible says, lest any man should boast. Verse number 9. If we're saved by works, man, we could boast. Look at all that I do. Look at all that, look at all that I've done. But that doesn't save us. What saves us is Jesus Christ. What gives us any success in this life is Jesus Christ. He loves us. He cares about us. He's given us eternal life. The Bible says, for we are His workmanship. God is working on us. Jesus is working on us. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We do what we do because of Jesus Christ. We've been created God created man and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And man became a living soul. When we think about life, we think about salvation. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Man, how privileged we are. God saved us. God's called us. God's allowed us to walk Walk in hope. <laughs> it's so wonderful to know the Lord Jesus Christ. It's so wonderful to walk with Him. It's so wonderful to meet Him every day and talk with Him and look to Him. But wait a minute. As we walk along this road called life, um, it's a privilege 
dad, for you to walk and let your children follow you to Jesus. It's a privilege, mom, to to live for God, to know the scriptures, to love your children, to walk in such a way that you lead them to Jesus Christ. You lead them to the cross. You're out in front leading them and walking by faith. Because, listen, where we're leading them is to a victory. Where we're leading them is to life, eternal life. How wonderful it is. And we want to send missionaries out. Why? We want to send them out so they can teach people about Jesus and they can lead them and, and lead them to eternal life and lead them in a walk where they can follow Jesus. Man, let me tell you something. The future is bright for the believer. The future is bright. Again, if we, look at, if we look at chapter 15, look at verse 49. 1 Corinthians 15, 49. For we have, as we have borne the image of earthy, we also bear the image of the heavenly. So I look like this because of Adam. I'm earthy. I have an earthly body. But I have the Spirit of God, so I also bear image of the heavenly. So Jesus Christ lives in my heart. I read the Bible, and I live according to the Bible. The more I live according to the Bible, the more I live like Jesus, the more, I, more my actions look like Jesus. Now this I say, brethren, that the flesh, and that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corrupt and inheriting corruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. We're not all going to die, but we are. That word sleep there talks about death. But we're all going to be changed. We're all going to be raptured one day. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So uh, the Bible says, for this corruption must put on, uh, this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. So I'm going to be changed one day from this, as I'm translated, if, it, if Jesus comes as a thief in the night and we're raptured out, then I'm going to be changed when I meet him in the air. And so will you. If I die and I'm buried, I'll be raised from the dead. My, my soul is with Jesus. My body shall be raised incorruptible. You see, this is corruptible. This body's corruptible. It's getting old. It's getting weak. It's going to die. This spirit of man, the earthy man, is corruptible. It's sinful. So we look at ver the next verse. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying written, that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is, a, this is our path. This is our future. Now watch this now. 
the, this precious hope, this blessed hope, the message of hope is for the believer, but it's also in the spirit. In the spirit. The Bible says in verse 58, therefore, we just read these from 49 to 57. We've read of victory. We read of corruptible putting on incorruptible. Immortal putting on immortality. You understand? Mortal putting on immortality. Being translated in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. So, and Paul's writing here, he writes all these wonderful things, and he says, all right, therefore, my beloved brethren. You see, we go back to all, those, that all, the, all that we just read about. Matter of fact, you go back in that therefore there, the Bible says in verse 22 of 1 Corinthians 15, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. That's pretty cool. I have to die someday because I'm born from Adam. I'm born with a sinful nature. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Therefore, <laughs> my beloved brethren, because, because as in Adam all die, but even in Christ, all shall be made alive. The Bible says in verse 26, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Woo, that's a big one. That's a big victory. You see, everybody will die. I was listening. They had a little clip of Billy Graham on the Larry King show. And he was in, Larry King was interviewing Billy Graham. This is years ago. And he's talking to him. And he's talking to him about death. He says, are you afraid of death, Mr. Graham? And uh, Billy Graham started just talking to him about death. He said, listen, death is coming to every man. You can look over here. You can look there. You can see this man. You can see a young man. You can see an old man. Eventually, that person's going to die. That's 100%. Everybody's going to die. And Larry King, Larry King said, okay, you know, so what, what, what's after death? And Billy Graham shared the gospel with him. And Billy Graham told him, I, I've received Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I know when I die, I'm going to be in heaven. What a great witness. I don't know if, I don't know if Larry King ever received Christ as his Savior. I know he... He had some great Christians. I know that witness that Billy Graham gave to him was powerful. But you understand, church, we're living in victory because the enemy, the last enemy shall be destroyed is death. Jesus destroyed death. Up from the grave he arose. <laughs> With a mighty triumph over his foes, they crucified him, they buried him. But the third day he arose again. He's alive forevermore. Because he lives, we live. Because he lives, when I die, I'll live. Because he lives, I already have eternal life. I accepted Christ March 12, 1972. And because I was born again, I'm born again. I'm born into the family of God. I'm walking in the flesh, but I'm in the spirit. In Adam all die, but even so in Christ all shall be made alive. And so, 
in Christ, we're made alive. Man, we're alive. And, when, and death was simply translates us from, from, from the body to heaven. The Bible says in verse 34, Awake, awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have, have not the knowledge of God. And so, you know, what's our job? Man, we've got to get out. Some don't have the knowledge of God. So we've got to tell them. We've got to tell them about Jesus. We've got to tell them about God. Well, I'm not going to the Ukraine, so we'll, we'll, I'll give so the Spillmans can go. You understand? I'll give so our missionaries can go and tell the good news that they can have the knowledge of God. Listen, church, we have the knowledge of God. We know God. How, how wonderful it is. And so, therefore, therefore, the Bible says, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. That word steadfast means to be seated, settled, or firmly situated. I mean, be steadfast. That faith, that sure hope, that hope that we have, our faith is sure. We have hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ. Be steadfast. Unmovable. That word unmovable means not moved from a place. Firmly persistent. I mean, just be steadfast. Unmovable. Know what you believe and don't be moved off of it. Again, we teach the Bible here. Who created the world? God created the world. God created all things. God created man. God loves us. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. That has the idea of exceeding a fixed amount, abounding, overflowing, exceeding. That's what God has given to us. Listen, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in what? The work of the Lord. I mean, just doing it. Just living for God. The Bible says in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Oh, how blessed we are to know Him. Therefore, why? You've had victory over death. Therefore, you're a new creature. Therefore, abound. And then, by the grace of God, we're blessed by God. Our third point today, our hope gives us confidence, for we know, we know. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know, <laughs> ye know it. We know. Listen, your work matters to Jesus. What you do for Christ matters to Him. The things that you do in the name of Jesus, ye know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. He loves you. Sunday school teacher, 
bus worker, choir member, nursery worker, greeter, children's church worker, tech people, maintenance people, everybody. God knows what you do. Your labor is not in vain. He loves you. And he, he will bless you by his grace. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, in verse number 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. You know, we typically look at that for the evil, but he's beholding the good that you do. And he'll bless you. Don't be discouraged because you'll be blessed by God. The Bible says in Revelation 22, in verse 12, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Oh, sometimes if we may feel like, man, we're just doing so much. Does anybody ever, is anybody recognizing it? Is anybody appreciating what I do? Am I really making headway? Let me tell you something. First of all, the word will never return void. That's a promise from God's word. But I'm telling you, God sees what you do. He loves you, believer. You, know, you as a believer, as a follower. Sometimes people may miss, miss what you do and, and not, not recognize what you do. But I'm telling you, God always recognizes it. He sees you. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, stand firm, unmovable. Be, listen, not, don't, nothing can be moved, nothing can move you. Unmovable, always abounding. What is that? Exceeding, doing more for the glory of God and joy and giving in the, in the doing of the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. He loves you. He cares about you. And all that you do for him, whether it's at home as a wife, a husband, a son or a daughter, a grandma or a grandpa, at, uh, at work, the good job you do at work, God blesses you. He sees you. You represent him. The work you do at your ministry, it's just wonderful to serve God. And I'm telling you, he always, he always sees you. And he is pleased with it. And it always, he will always bless. He will always bless you. Your labor's not in vain in the Lord. So let's just keep doing it. Let's keep walking in the Lord. Why do we want people to come so they can walk in the Lord? Why do we want to send missionaries out into this, into this world, around the world, so that they can have the joy of walking in the Lord? They can have the peace. You and I have peace. Oh man, we have tough days, we have anxious days, but in the, the bottom line is we have peace. That's because of that message of hope. And so we share, we share it here, and we share it out there through our missionaries. And thank God that he uses us. Thank God that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. And so believer, let's just keep walking.
Believer, let's just keep talking and giving out, giving out the gospel. Let's keep loving. I'm so thankful that Bible says, but God commendeth his love towards us in that why were we yet sinners? Christ died for us. He set the pace. Let's love people. People are not perfect. People need, a, people need to find a perfect God and be saved and be perfected by him. Let's be faithful. Let's thank him and praise him. And let's look forward to the rest of this week. Tell somebody about Jesus. Hand out a gospel track. Give a good word for the Lord. Pray for the lost. Pray for each other. And we'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's pray. Father, thank you now for the word of God. Thank you for the work of God here at Mountain Avenue and all the churches that we support around the world through missions. Continue to use us. We love you, God, and we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining tonight. God bless you. Have a great evening.